Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is episode 183, season number two. And what we're going to talk about today is strange alien encounters. So I'm looking, I looked through a few things that I thought were kind of interesting. And uh, one really crazy one. Uh, this comes from the New Yorker. And it said 13 reasons to believe why aliens are. Are real. Okay, so I did. I figure I would <clears throat> kind of indulge myself in this one. The government literally just admitted it's taking UFOs seriously. Well, I don't know if that's. <clears throat> I don't really know if I would consider that a uh, plausible reason to believe why aliens exist. But it says in 1952. CIA group called the Psychological Strategy Board concluded that when it came to UFOs, the American public was dangerously gullible and prone to hysterical mass behavior. <clears throat> yeah, well, I may be shitting in my pants too if uh, a UFO landed in my uh, backyard. I'd especially be pissed if it landed in the koi pond and I had to go freaking clean that mess up. <clears throat> Harry Reid says we're not talking, uh, we're not taking them seriously enough. Well, who aren't we taking taking seriously enough? <clears throat> Harry, uh, I'm curious about when your interest in the subject comes from. Okay, this is a uh, read asking something. <clears throat> Bob Bigelow, he's the founder of Bigelow Aerospace and Budget Suites. He's a central figure in, uh, in this all the way when... He was a young man, he heard a story from his grandfather about driving down <clears throat> from uh, Mount Charleston near Las Vegas when he uh, when they saw a uh, so-called UFO, for lack of a better description. Well, so-called is so-called. It could be, it could, might not be. Who the hell knows? I'm not going to read this whole interview because it's pretty much bullshit. Uh, <clears throat> scientists are suddenly much, much more bullish around the possibility of life out there. 30 years ago, we had not discovered a single planet outside our solar system. Now we have more than 3,000 of them. And we know nearly every star in the <coughs> excuse me, night sky has at least one planet in its orbit. Not necessarily true. Uh, if you go back to uh, Bob Lazar's uh, Project Aquarius uh, Zeta Reticuli, where they claim that this uh, alien that they caught called EB, uh, extraterrestrial biological entity, came from. Um, a thermal radiated scan of uh, infrared uh, was uh, put through the uh, that, that galaxy twice and it did not detect any solid mass or <clears throat> any type of uh, planetary uh, mass there so we know that all that's bullshit. Uh, there is no uh, aliens coming out of there and there is no uh, <clears throat> project of Aquarius you did not have a um, alien captured. Now the thing is if you did have an alien captured for f nine freaking years why wouldn't you ask it how to fly one of the fucking sh uh, ships you had since 1947? I mean that'd be my first question and if I push this button I'm going to blow up or take off you know what I mean? <clears throat> Number four they're especially bullish about these planets. Why do they keep using that word bullish? It just doesn't sound right. 
Uh, Proxima b, the closest ex uh, exoplanet ever discovered, is also potentially uh, habited, <coughs> habited world in its own right. What the hell does that mean? How do you know it's inhabited? Have you been there? No. Shut up. Let me see. Now there's a whole list of these freaking things. Let's, let's go down each one. Trappist slash one system. The red dwarf at the center of the uh, of this possesses a whooping seven planets in its orbit, three of which re, uh, reside in the Goldilocks zone. I'm not sure what that means. It sounds a little strange, <clears throat> but all of which seem to possess some degree of potential habitation. How do we know that? Somebody waved to you through the telescope. I mean, I just don't. You know, there's a lot of assumptions going on here. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, the more I read this article, the less I'm starting to believe any of this bullshit. LHS 1410B. This <clears throat> this wouldn't be a planet we would colonize. It's almost seven times the mass of the Earth and 40% larger, making it a super Earth. But its mass means that it would retain a thicker atmosphere, capable of keeping it warmer and more comfortable for life for life than most other planets. Well, then if that was the case, why the hell wouldn't we want to inhabit it? I don't know. Kind of a weird question. Ross 128B Baker. One of the best chances we have so far at finding life on another planet. Its orbit <clears throat> and its interactive red dwarf star means it's likely not uh, bludgeoned by solar radiation. Well, that's good because if you were, you'd all be dead. <clears throat> Mars. Mars has water, as we've known it since 2015. How do we know? Do you ever see a swimming pool there? I haven't. How about you? Um, let me see. The ocean world. The ocean world, I uh, don't know what that is. M many of Jupiter's uh, Saturn moons show signs of possible <clears throat> possessing a liquid ocean underneath the surface. There, there we go. Possibly. Doesn't mean it does. And then the last name, uh, JG1214B Baker, nicknamed Waterworld by scientists. Signs of potential clouding gives us some hope the planet has an atmosphere. So, what the fuck does that mean? Okay, I'll kind of get distracted by the stupidity. <clears throat> Number five. And there is documentation. Well, documentation of what exactly? In 2012, the uh, photograph. The photographer Steve Hirsch asked UFO convention attendees who claimed to have had personal contact with extraterrestrials to draw and describe their experience. Oh yeah, these are oh my, yeah these, these look like something out of an old uh, an old Playboy book. Yeah yeah yep yeah, these are crazy. Holy crap, she don't look that bad for a drawing. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Uh, where's my mind go? <laughs> the asteroids look like uh, an awful lot, like a rocket ship. Yeah, so what? It looks like a fucking rocket ship. Doesn't mean it's a rocket ship. I don't see any... Well, I see a stone. I don't see any windows. I don't see any propulsion units. Okay, yeah, that's bullshit. <clears throat> okay, number seven. Master of the universe are obsessed. How do we know that? Oh, here comes Robert Bigelow again. 
As a child, Bigelow watched the government test atomic bombs from his bedroom window. Really? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Classmates could see the mushroom clouds blooming over the Mojave Desert from their school playground. Well, that's some safety issues we're working with here. Oops, we got a, something from Elon Musk. Musk was hell-bent on using his $21 billion to colonize Mars. Listen, if I had $21 billion, I'd be colonizing the freaking Playboy Mansion. <laughs> Fuck Mars. <clears throat> yeah, there are some uh, predominant military and government folks. I, I, this is just one of those sentences that absolutely make no sense. As are some prominent military and government folks. What in the frick does that mean? Let me see. Known that there are people who watch our skies to protect the sleeping masses. Um, Britain's former chief UFO investigator warns in his memoirs, but also knows that they're not all potential intruders into our <clears throat> airspace have two wings, a fuselage, and a tail. Okay, well, that was a statement of the year. Uh, don't know exactly where the hell that came from, but wherever it came from, it should just stay back there. And then they have, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of other people, you know, chiming in on this, and it's kind of stupid. Number nine, and this gen genius thinks he can talk to them. Oh, okay, well, let's see. In January, Stefan Wolfram, a computer scientist, philosopher, and the author of Universe, <clears throat> programmed languages that informed the alien communication in the movie Arrival. Wrote an ex uh, exceedingly long blog posted about how he can communicate with aliens. Oh my god, just, you know, shoot me. Just, let's, let's just get over it. <clears throat> there have been <clears throat> enough well-known encounters to uh, fill an encyclopedia, and of course it brings up uh, Barney and uh, Betty Hill abduction in Pennsylvania <clears throat> in uh, 1961. Uh, I reviewed some of the <clears throat> statements, photographs, and other uh, evidentiary material that was was supposed to be <clears throat> associated with this. That was a sleeping too much, drinking too much coffee, or some other real weird thing going on. But uh, yeah, I don't buy that one at all. <clears throat> Ooh. Oh, Travis Walton. Travis Walton. In 1976, a, a team of loggers claimed that a 22-year-old coal, coal worker, Travis Walton, disappeared for five days after a glowing disc in the Arizona woods zapped him with a bluish ray. Huh. I don't know about a bluish ray, but I've had that happen when I drink too many Heineken's. Um, <clears throat> in continuing right up to the present present day. This is a really kind of weird article, but like this person is just like just like writing sentences midstream. <clears throat> New encounters happen all the time, even to famous people. Well, imagine that. Number 12. We even have some pretty developing theories about why we haven't heard from E.T. yet. Well, that's an interesting story. 
Let's see. Let's see other theories. The aliens are all dead. The aliens are all sleeping. The aliens are hiding. The aliens are still uh, evolving. Humans haven't spent enough time looking. The aliens are already here. And <clears throat> well, if you watch uh, Ancient Aliens, they're hosting the show. So yeah, you're probably right about that one. Uh, <clears throat> in the mean, mean meantime, aliens can be whatever we want them to be. Huh. Yeah, we got. I think my alien looks like the president. <laughs> Probably is the freaking president. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, these are just like really weird fucking things here. Uh, a brief history of alien dreams. Okay, 1899. Nikola, Nikola uh, Tesla noticed rhythmic sounds on a radio receiver and is convinced that communication from Martians, or it could have been all that fucking electricity he was playing with. Uh, 1924. At the request of Dave Todd, former head of the astronomy department of Amherst College, the Navy agrees to limit <clears throat> unnecessary radio communication its large base for one day so that they <clears throat> that he can listen for alien uh, signals as Mars passed close to the Earth. Yeah, how'd that work for you? <clears throat> uh, 1960, the modern search for ET begins with Frank Drake using a 85-foot radio telescope in the hills of West Virginia uh, to scan uh, stars for signs of uh, intelligent life. Well, we can't even find intelligent life here. Why? How the hell do you think you're going to find it up there? Uh, 69, Jimmy Carter, candidate for uh, Georgia governor at the time, sees a strange light. Yeah, but he saw a lot of strange light. LSD does that to you. Uh, 92, NASA formally begins its own SETI program. Eh, haven't heard shit yet. Uh, 93, Congress eliminates funds for, for NASA SETI program. Okay, well, that lasted a year. <clears throat> 99, UC Berkeley launches SETI, SETI at home. A screensaver available to public. Oh, my God, really? Give this shit. 2016 breakthrough listening launches it will collect as much data in a day as SETI project collected in a year okay but you still haven't mentioned what the hell you're looking for or what you found what you didn't find did anybody find any does anybody have a clue what the hell that last thing meant okay so as we're talking about this I just want to go back because I saw something really freaking crazy uh Oh yeah, here's an article. Uh, this this one's good. <clears throat> Let's pull this one up. Washington Post magazine. Uh, when was this put out? Doesn't have any specific date here yet. Uh, oh, 2021. UFO mania is out of control. Please stop. Sorry to disappoint you. The science writer says, but there's zero evidence of, of aliens. Well, they're probably right. There probably is zero. <laughs> I'm not doubting that. Always proven there's aliens here to me, or Bigfoot, or Loch Ness Monster, or any other damn things. Friends and co colleagues have urged me to write something about UFOs because the, to the topic is hot, and I'm sort of the space alien reporter on staff, and this would be Joe uh, Eckenbach. This refers not to where I'm from, but the kind of stuff I used to write about. I wrote a book, 
Captured by Aliens, 1999. That was primarily about the, the uh, scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and uh, including a long section on UF mythology. I've been to Roswell. I wrote about the massive uh, suicide of 39 Heaven Gate cultists who brought, <coughs> who thought that they were being transported to a spaceship uh, traveling uh, okay, uh, on Comet uh, Hale-Bopp. I've interviewed people who think their bodies have become inhabited by aliens. <clears throat> From the, uh, I have no clue what this is. Yes, and I went out with the last three or four of them. Um, so, it seems to me that there's a lot of different things going on with our Martian, uh, our Martian friends up there, here, wherever they are, if they're here or there, or even up there, who the hell knows. My thought is, if why, if you look at today's society, and I, I, and I mean it's very seriously, if you look at how freaking stupid we are, or how stupid people are in general, if you were somebody that could fly a spaceship across galaxies, why the hell would you even want to contact us? Because these are some of the, especially nowadays, I mean, people were dumb back in the day. Now... Holy shit, people are dumber than a box of rocks because they listen to everything on the freaking YouTube and shit like that. Couldn't find their own ass with two hands and a roadmap. And you think the aliens are going to take over? They may blow us up, but they sure in hell aren't going to ever take us over. So, with that being said, this is Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast, episode 183, season number two.